Welcome to Drinking in the Driveway. This is John. This is Will. How are you doing, Will? I got this beer. I got a beer, too. Look, I have a beer that is not... Nice. A dark lager? Yeah, it's an OMB Dunkel. It's not bad. Dunkel. It's German. Dunkel. Dunkel. Mm. I'm German. I know, I know German. Right. By, by default. I have a... Super white trash Cooler's Light with a blue can with a bar blue. Hey, it means it's cold. But it's like 30 something degrees out, so better than it be cold. Yeah, today we are actually recording in the garage because it's freezing out. Yeah, we're pansies. Yeah. I'm, I'm a pansy. I'm cold blooded. I, I got cold blooded quick moving down here. Well, you get used to it, it's comfortable. Our last couple of summers have been really, or not, Jesus. Uh, winter's been extremely comfortable. Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm guessing so, like this weekend it's going to be in the 60s. Mm-hmm. Should and, be pretty nice. Yep. Yeah. The mountains are supposed to be pretty cool. Yeah. So I think it's supposed to be in like highs in the 40s. So yeah, we're going up there to Asheville, but that'll be fun. Yeah, it's fun. Good stuff. Family, holidays, all that jazz. Yep. So today we're talking about the car that got away, or when is the proper time to get rid of a car? Like, when should you go ahead and give up? Actually, you know. When it breaks down. Not necessarily, but. When you consider Alice swapping it. <laughs> I could, okay. That, that might be a, might be one thing that somebody decides. We get one jet in there. I actually like the LS people, by the way. You'd be proud of me. I was actually watching, uh, not, before we get on subject here. Watching Power Nation, they were rebuilding the LS, and I was actually pretty impressed with the numbers. It's an impressive engine, like, and that that's one of the reasons why it's it's a consideration for the GMC. Yeah, my whole thing with one cam. Yep, it's a simple engine. Chain, two sprockets, you're done. Yep. Time that bitch, and it's done. I like that. So, but cars that got away. Do do you have any cars that got away? Do I have any? Yeah. When you say cars that got away, you mean like as I, I went to purchase them and somebody bought them out from underneath me or I just didn't have enough money or just um, cars that I had? Cars, that, okay, it could be cars that you wish you could purchase mm. or cars that you had gotten rid of that you wish you could have back. Tell you what, let's do yours first. Okay. So, so you, I can kind of So you can think about it a little bit? Yeah, let me ponder a little bit. Okay. So. So one of the cars we've talked about it a little bit before mm-hmm. was the Mystic, mm-hmm. and that's that's not necessarily a car that got away. I mean, I sold it, I sold it to a buddy, but there's times where I wish I could have it back. Right? Is it a necessary thing that I would wish I had it back? Not really. Right. But another one that I wish I kind of had back is I bought a 1986 Chevy K10. Okay. And it was lifted like eight inches. It had 38 inch tires. That's a cool truck. It, it was a cool truck. But the, the thing about that truck was the body on that truck was mint. Mm-hmm. You know, like everything was mint. And as you know, I have the 77 GMC where the body is not mint. No, so not. I would have been able to take the body from that and throw it on the GMC and and actually got the right style that I wanted and all that kind of stuff. I don't know if I'd have done that, though, if it was a nice truck to begin with. I, I sold that truck for, like, so I paid 800 bucks for that truck, hmm. and the guy that I bought it off of couldn't get it running. Oh, wow. And so I, I, I towed it home, 
I had just bought my house in Ohio, so I had the garage. Right. And I towed it home. I put it in there and worked on it for, tuned it up, basically, and yeah. got it got it running, drove it back just down the road. You know, no license plates, no nothing, anything. No, no, didn't even transfer the title into my name. Jesus. Just just driving it, like, down, I lived in a backcountry road, so no, no cops were out that way anyway. You're all right. Yeah. And uh, then... You know, realized that I needed a lawnmower more than I needed a '86 Chevy, so I sold it for thirty-three hundred bucks, and I had probably all in a thousand bucks. Yeah, those trucks—they uh, hold their value really well. Yeah, and they're even gone up. Like if I had yeah. that now, it probably would have been like a ten thousand dollar truck. That's ridiculous. Did it have any no rust? It was the the body was mint. Well, let me. Uh, all right, so those are two vehicles you've actually owned. Yep. That you sold. So to me, I don't think they got away from you. Well, retired. Yeah. What's one that like got away? Because that's why I'm having a hard time. Is like I'm trying to think of vehicles that actually got away from me. Like a like one that I almost purchased but I couldn't. Yeah, there's one you so, were super so excited about, and you were like, there was a 1967 Mercury Cougar. Oh wow. It had a 289 and a three-speed manual transmission. They have the the cool headlights. Yep, and the taillights. So the, the body, the underpinning of the car was the same as my dad's 67. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the, yeah, the headlights and the taillights were different, obviously. Yep. Hold on. Well, they had the uh, electric shaver headlights. Mm-hmm. The cool-looking, yep. really cool headlights. And then sequential taillights. Yep. Yeah, they were really cool. I, honestly, and, and some... Excuse you. Sorry. How dare you? We're on a podcast right now. I got to tickle my throat for some reason. I don't know. That's just something tickled your throat. Um, <laughs> ha! Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm just kidding. That's my joke for the night. The uh, in a way, they almost looked better than, than the Mustang in some years. Like they were very comparable. They're just not as popular for some reason. Yeah, they kind of weird. You never seen them. They they weren't as popular, and that's one of the reasons why I like that car is because it was it was a Mustang, so you could get a lot of parts for it, yep. but it wasn't a Mustang, so it was a little bit different. Well, you know, you to like cars and coffee now, you want it, it would be popular because yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was white with red interior. And like I said, it, it had the three-speed in it, which was something that I was look interested in because I could swap it to a five-speed eventually. That's cool. But, you know, that one didn't work out. Partially because, you know, I have parents and they're like, you're not buying so this car. So, that, so that's one that got away from you. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm trying to think of what I'm really... Because most of the cars I've really ever wanted to purchase, I was actually able to get a hold of. Um, actually, no, I think that back, there is one, I hate to say it, it's a Mustang. We're Mustang people here, okay? <clears throat> it was a, my buddy Dale, he had an 03 Cobra, and it was a uh, silver. Mm. And it had a stage two blower on it, it was like a ported factory blower. What is it, Stag? Stagmeyer. Stagmeyer blower, it had a ported Stagmeyer blower on I believe. The only problem with that car is it didn't have the original wheels. Had FR 500s, which on those cars like kills the value of them somewhat, because everybody wants the factory wheels. Oh, so you can't ever get top dollar. You can get close, but you can't ever get top dollar for them with the you know aftermarket wheels. Right. But he uh he ended up selling that car, 
And man, I just wanted that car so bad. And in, in, in retrospect, I should have just went to the bank and got the loan, you know? Yeah. But I just, I, mean, I guess I never got the courage up enough, you know? Like, I didn't think I made enough money. How old were you at the time? Oh, probably like, probably like 21 or something. 22. Yeah. Which I wasn't making probably enough money. I, I could have survived. I would have been eating ramen noodles and peanut butter sandwiches. And probably not drinking near as much and partying. I would have had an O3 Cobra. That's a sacrifice I'd be willing to make. At that time, I didn't feel it was... It, I didn't feel like it was worth it, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. My mind was in a, a dumber place in life. So you, you actually remind me of another one that got away. Now, this is going to be a little bit different from what you were just talking about. So, I... My brother had rebuilt a, a, few, a few cars that were wrecked. Okay. And so we found an electric green 99 Mustang oh, wow. that was wrecked. But it was it was a light hit in the front end. My brother's like, yeah, I think we probably could rebuild it. Nothing crazy. Yeah. So my dad and I, my dad, my brother and I went and looked at it. Mm -hmm. And at this, this salvage yard, they had an 03 Sonic Blue Cobra. That was wrecked. Now, this one was wrecked a lot worse. Sonic Blues. But, beautiful. yes. Sonic but, orange. the car had all of the parts. All of the parts that you really needed. You know, the, mm -hmm. the engine, the transmission, the rear end was there. The interior was there. All of that stuff. The big, big ticket items. The big ticket items. Yeah. Now, they were selling that car for six grand. Which, like, had I known exactly what it was, what it was... That was a steal for the car. You can't even get the powertrain exactly for that. with like hundreds of miles, hundreds of thousands of miles on. It. Exactly. So, like, I could have bought this 03, 04. It was a, I think it was an 03 mm -hmm. Sonic Blue Cobra with the parchment or the uh, the charcoal gray seats. seats, and they also had a perfect body. That was there. So what happened was when four, when the, this body came down the, the assembly line, mm -hmm. something got screwed up with the paint booth, and it completely screwed up the paint. You know, so it would have taken a lot of work to get the paint, but the body was absolutely mint because it was it had never seen the red. That's so weird. And and this company, I don't know how they were able to get a hold of it, but they they got a hold of this thing, and so I it, they would have made me a package deal for. For sixty five hundred on both of those cars, that's but my dad was like, "Man, that's this is too much work for you. You know, we don't have this. We don't have the place to put it because my dad didn't have a big shop at the time, right? And and all that kind of stuff. And that one, like, I still think about that car. Like, and you made me think about it when you said about possibly buying that 03, because how cool would it have been to be 20, 21 years old yeah. and had an 03 Cobra that was, you, you completely rebuilt. Rebuilt it. And that's crazy to me that, I guess that makes sense though Ford would just send the body out and just go to hell with this. Because it'd be way well, It'd more, be way more money to paint, yeah, to, 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 to strip it. Yeah, yeah, have it chemically stripped and they don't have a facility for that probably. And by the time it's all said and done, they just, it's just a couple bucks for them anyway. Yeah, it's a so drop in the bucket. bucket. I do have one car that got away that's not Mustang related, so people might be excited for this. It was a. Uh... Jesus Christ, I actually have two. Now I think about it. 
I'm gonna tell you about the first one. My my friend, this was when I was in the Hondas. So I was in the Hondas real big, you know, and I can't remember exactly what I was driving at the time, but it was I think it was my I think it was my Eclipse. I had a 90 Eclipse. It was non-turbo, slow as hell. Really nice car though. I had a pan and stuff. But anyways, my friend Caleb was considering selling his 1990 Civic hatchback, which is the EF model. Okay. Okay. And they're real base economy vehicles. It was a five-speed car, but it had the, I think his had a V16 in it, which is the VTEC double cam engine. And I wanted that car so bad. And at the time, like, I think we were still in high school then. So, like, I, I just wanted it, and, like, I would bother my dad about it all the time. And one time, excuse me, one time I drove it home, and, dude, it had the loudest, it had, like, a $500 exhaust on it. But it was, like, the loudest, most annoying. <laughs> it was, like, like, just, like, it sounded, like, straight up, like, you would think a, a Ricer Honda Weed Eater exhaust would sound like. So, like, I drove it home, and my dad hears me coming. And I pull up, and he's like, what the hell is that thing? I was like, it's Caleb's car. He's like, why are you driving? I was like, I don't know. He let me drive it. You know, I just took it home. You know, just seeing how it drives. I was like, I'm thinking about buying it. He's like, A, you don't have enough money, and B, that thing is a pile of crap, and you're not buying it. And I was like, Dad, it's so cool. And he goes out there and looks at it, and he's like, there's rust on the rear corner panel, son. I'm like, Dad, you know, it's like 2500 bucks for it. He's like, you're not paying $2,500 for that thing. <laughs> so, in the end, I did not buy it. And thank, you know, thankfully, I didn't buy it. Because in retrospect, I really, it's just not, it wouldn't have been good. Yeah. So, what's the second one? The second one is, it was a, I don't know what year it was, but it was like a, it's like an NA Miata. So, like, maybe like a 94, 95 or so. It was a Miata, and this was back when I was on WNC rides the form. Yep. We've oh, talked about this a little yeah. bit once. The form, WNC rides. Shout out to WNC rides when nobody's on there anymore. I, I check there once in a while. Every once in a while I go check, and I'll be like, is there anybody here? It's just like empty. Crickets. So nobody's there. But because the forms are all dead, except for like, you know. Any of the Honda forms or Subaru forms, even SVT still is it still going strong. It, I mean, I don't know about going strong, but like when I did the, so there are people still there. Yeah, when I did the brake swap on the Cobra, somebody that, actually answered. Well, that's where I found it, and then uh, right. and then the guy, the one guy that that started the thread, he had done the Cobra printed the Cobra things for the caliper, the, mm. the vinyl, and he actually printed them for me. We found the same forum, not to get too far off track. But, you know, Nazioc, WNC Rise, Nazioc was like a Subaru one. They've all kind of gone the way of, you know, they're just dust in the wind. Nobody, nobody's looking yeah. on them anymore. So, WNC Rise, there was a couple members on there. And I'm trying to think of his last name. The dude's name was Adam. Really, really cool guy. And he had built this Miata, and it was, it was like a purplish color. Like, you know, like they have like that weird maroon, purplish kind of yeah, color. Yeah, I know what your color is. Like tan about. interior. Yep. It was like a nice car. So, like, he, he had it up for sale. And, you know, I hit him up and he was in Boone. I think he was going to App or something. A uh, really nice guy. 
And I go with him, and you know we're driving the car, and I forget how much he was asking for it, but you know we got a lot of suspension work done to it, and it was you know wasn't really that fast, and like it was pretty slow, it wasn't that fast. But to me, I was like, should I buy it? Should I not buy it? And then he ended up, I think, selling it, or you no, know, he ended up keeping it. Mm. Like, I was thinking about buying it. I was like, man, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to try and buy this car. And he ended up keeping it. So, I don't know if I guess I would consider it when we got away. But that's one car that I considered buying that I never actually obtained. Yeah. For the most part, most of my cars, if I wanted them, I usually was able to find a way to get them. Except for the Cobra. The Cobra was one I really wanted. I should have just tried harder. You know? I just never thought that I could afford it, so I kind of... You mean the 03? Yeah, yeah, kind of, yeah. All my... Now, my Cobra, I never had a problem... Get, well, I had a problem getting it, but I... I you I, were able to obtain it. One car I wish I'd never got rid of was my 94 GT that was vibrant red. Just because, A, that's probably one of the coolest colors for, like, an SN body style. Because it will literally go from, like, a red color... To like this orange color when the light was just right, right, and it was it was so subtle but it was so cool, and people would even ask me like, dude, I thought your car was red, and it'd be like it is, and they'd be like, it's orange right now. I'm like, yeah, no, like yeah. they're like it's color changing. I'm like, I don't know if I call it color changing, but just in the right light, it, you know. It's kind of why I like the Mystic, like the right, deep, you know, it, it one my favorite color is green, and I absolutely mm. love the green that the Mystic is. Yeah, the green's cool. And then the purple, you know, I don't, I don't mind the purple. It's, no, the purple doesn't look bad on it. But I, it, the other color I really liked was when you could get it just right where it was like a root beerish color. Mm-hmm. It's like a, you know, you know what I'm talking about. And then yep. every once in a while, every once in a while, you could get just a shade of yellow if you yeah. got it just the right light. And and it, and it it was like the your vibrant red car where people would. You're like, wow, that's a really cool color. Who painted that? And it's like, well, it's a factory color. Yep. You know, and, and people are like, no way. Yeah. If I ever did a color change on my car, besides like a wrap or something. Right. I thought about wrapping it like a graphite gray just to see how it would look. But if I ever like painted it, I probably wouldn't paint it Rio Red. I would paint it vibrant Red. Just because I've seen one Cobra, my body style in my life was an auto fair one year. Probably five or six years ago, the guy had actually painted it vibrant red. Because like I can tell, you can tell the color from like, especially if you own one. Yeah. Walking up, you're like, that's a vibrant red car. Because it's it's just the the red is so light. And it's got metallic more, right? No, it doesn't it have any metallic, it doesn't have metallic at all. No, it's, it does. That's the weird thing about it is there's no metallic. So like if you're looking at it, a lot of people are just like, oh, it's just a red Mustang. I'm like, no, that one's vibrant red. And they're like. Well, how can you tell? I'm like, because it's, it's just a shade off of red, even when it's looking red. Yeah. You know, it's still got a little hint of orange in it. So, it's just one of those cool... But that that's one car I really wish I had not sold. I was stupid. For, and that was because gas, and I was just young and stupid. It was like my first year of college. Was it a 5.0 and a 5-speed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a 5.0, five 5-speed, all-black interior. It had like 130,000 miles on it, but it ran great. Put an MGW shifter in it, did some things like that. But that was one car I wish I had not sold. Yeah. So. Mm. When you should get rid of a car, though, 
I had a Volkswagen Sirocco and I bought it for $200. It was a great car, but I got to the point where I was like, I need to get rid of this car. See, I've contemplated so many times and to the point where that car, the red car, mm -hmm. the Cobra has been for sale probably three or four times. Oh, you put it up for sale? Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty far. Yeah. And, uh, cause I, like at that point in time, there was no way for me to upgrade to the next thing mm -hmm. while keeping the red car. Mm. So like it was, it was, you have to get rid of this car if you want something new. And I, at that time I wanted something new and shiny and, and fun. And I was actually looking at a competition orange Bossero too. Those are really nice cars. Or I gotta have a green Bossero too. One of those two colors were the comp orange. I like this the front end of the 2013 and they didn't have comp orange in 2013 but comp orange. I, I I I came this close to trading that car on a comp orange gotta have the green I don't like because everybody they, they go way too overboard with it well it, they it, like start putting like covers under the engine and they start like I know you want to do this but like they call it Kermit the Frog and put weird decals on them and I'm like Okay, we get it. It's green. They call it Slimer. The only the other reason why I I don't know that I really want to buy gotta have a green car is because they did GTs that way too, and then you have mm. the guys that have the GTs that put the stripes on it. And it, that's the GT people. You're right. Cause I've never seen a boss that did that. And, and and like a a competition orange that it was it was only the boss. They didn't have a GT in competition orange. I've never seen a comp orange car of any model that was like rice out. I'm sure there are. I haven't seen it. If you have one, people, please send it to me. I want to see it. Because all the ones I've seen are always either stock or just like really clean. Yeah. So one of the things that I was talking to a buddy of mine, and he's been going through this too. He's got a Mark 8 that is nowhere near stock. Lincoln? Yeah. Are those the ones with the weird front ends? What year is it? His, I, it's a, his is a Gen 2, and I'm not sure if it's 97 or a 98. Mark 8. Um, I had a, a 95 Mark 8. The Lincoln sedans. It, it, this is a coupe. So it's two doors. Okay. Um, it had the four-valve dual overhead cam, 4.6 in it. Yeah, I'm trying to think in my mind. There was one car as a Lincoln. I'm, I'm pretty. I don't know. It had kind of a weird front end to it. It was like it was a way different style of what Ford was doing. Yeah, I mean, it, is that this, what it is? is this one's it, it was pretty streamlined. Really, really thin rear taillights. Yes, that's exactly what I'm thinking. So, so well, uh, the 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 Gen One, which is what I had, it had pretty the the, the taillights were only about this tall. <laughs> That's exactly the car. And the taillights were about the same. Now, the Gen 2s, the tail, the headlights were much bigger. But the taillights. The taillights were also much bigger, but the Gen 2s also had a nice, like, the it had a taillight bar that went all the way across okay. the back of the car. And the middle was a neon, mm -hmm. you know. So it's really cool. That, that was really cool. But my buddy, that's how I met this guy. And it's five-speed swapped. So it's got, a, you know, so we put a five-speed in it. It's got... Um, Cobra intake. Oh, nice. um, he freshened up some of the, some stuff on the engine. Yeah. Swapped the interior from gray to black. Cool. 
and then took a Marauder lower balance with the fog lights and grafted it into his bumper. So he's got like a like a basically a one off bumper for it, which I think makes it look really good. You know, it, I love it fits Marauders. it fits the car really well. Yeah, like I mean, I've got the mock one with all mine. Right, and you know, he's got now now he's a little older. He's got three kids and a wife, mm-hmm. and the Lincoln just doesn't doesn't necessarily fit the bill on being able to take. You know, it's it's not yeah. like it's not like with 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 my situation where I only have one kid, so I can throw her in the back of the car and and you right. know, and and take her to go get ice cream or some you know, fifteen minute drive just to drive the car. Now it's a, he's got to like pack them in there. Well, he can't even fit all five people. You know his whole family in it and so like we he's he's contemplated getting rid of his car and and you know he's, he's like he knows that i've contemplated getting rid of mine and, and we were talking and part of the reason that i won't get rid of my car now mm-hmm. was dad and i worked on my car and that's the and, and so you have a connection with so, the dad well, well yeah i got an emotional attachment to it right and uh I don't want to. Well, I, see, you're, I, in your in your uh, situation though, one day I mean you're going to get your dad's car. Yeah. So maybe one day you might actually think about selling your car so that you can do work on your dad's old, you know, his his original car. His yeah, I would thing. sell. I would sell that. Over you there. would sell the GT350 before the SN. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably never sell the SN. I would. I would rearrange the garage and make it so that the two cars were over there and. I'm I'm always amazed at the consensus as far as like SNs. It always seems like people just want to hang on to them, you know, or Fox bodies. Yeah, you know, and it's like they'll have like a, a Fox body, but they'll also have a Terminator. Yeah, and it's like they'll sell the Terminator before they sell the Fox body because they're attached to Fox body. Whereas me and you are attached to our SN and Fox. Right, like I, I'm never gonna sell my car. Yeah, it's just not gonna happen. You're never gonna sell yours. But you would sell this mm-hmm. in like a heartbeat. Like it wouldn't yeah. mean anything to you. And I'd be in the same situation. I'd be like, yeah, screw the 350. I don't really care yeah, about, it's, it's just a new car. It's just a car. It's fun. Like, yeah, don't get me fun. wrong. It's a good car. But, and, and that's where, where he's at. Like a lot of the engine work that he did, his dad helped him. A lot of the, every, through most of the steps, his dad helped him. Or, you know, he's met a lot of people through, through the car. Through the car. Like two, yeah. he, he said two guys in his wedding were people that he met through that car. So he has a strong... So I, I would tell him not to sell it because they'll regret it. Now, and, and, but on the flip side of that, like if it's, if it's limiting you from getting that next step. Now... How much money though, realistically? Let's, let's be realistic here. I don't know your friend. It's, it, if he said if he, it, it would be a stretch to get it like 6500 out of the car, probably. I was going to say, what, is it like 6555 Yeah. But in, in retrospect. And it's, and it's not a financial problem for him. I'm like, but at the same time, like, he also doesn't have the space to add an additional vehicle. Put it under a car cover. Let it sit for a couple years and, you know. He lives up north. Oh, uh, yeah. Build a fucking lean to. I'm, there's there's ways of going about doing this where he could actually keep the car, let it stoop for a couple of years, and then he could come back to it, and like he'd be reinvigorated by, you know, the car itself. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To a certain extent. Keep I mean, it nice and clean. You know, keep it covered. And and he keeps his, his stuff pretty clean. So it's, it's not that. let it sit back there. He did let it sit for a while. Okay. And and to, to put it in retrospect, he also had a GT500. He's going to regret it. I can tell you. I don't know your friend. I, and, and that's what I say. He's going to regret it. I, I can tell him right now he's going to do it. Because he's got too much in it now. Like, it, 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 one of the things that we were talking about was, you know, his dad doesn't have the car that he had when he was younger. And his dad regrets it. Right. And it's like, oh, maybe when I'm 50, I might want to have it and, and hang around and stuff. And the, the, other, the flip side to that is he also is not willing to put um, more than a certain amount of money into a new toy. And he's like, that that threshold doesn't give me enough to get a toy worthwhile to replace it. Mm. So, and I can wholeheartedly agree. Like, if if I was in a different situation, if I was in the situation now when I bought the three and was trying to buy the three fifty, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be buying a three fifty. Right. You know, when I bought the three fifty, it was in a different situation. Um. Uh, and, and and like. So I get his point, and also I don't know. I've made a lot of great memories with that car, but I it was it was a bad financial decision to put that much money into a car. Well, let's be realistic here. Is any car ever really a good financial decision? Besides people that bought the Ford GT back in like '05, no, and now they're worth like six hundred thousand dollars. Those people came out; they made out like bandits, right? But they most of them love the car so much they're not gonna sell them anyway. Yeah. So most cars are horrible investments. And, and I'm not saying from an investment standpoint. Like, yeah. I'm just saying there's a lot of money wrapped up into that car that right. I could have used for something else. Something else. They would probably be more beneficial. Right. That's why I, I've had a hard time. Man, I've pondered so many times I'd buy like a, a Fiesta ST or like a Focus ST. I've even thought about a Focus R. So I really thought about, like, you know, when I go back to work, I could definitely afford one, but I'm like, it's just going to be a four-door car with 400 horsepower that I drive back and forth to work. And it's like, I'm still going to go to SN when I want to go to the mountains. Right. And it's like, right now I've got like a $3,000 Honda Accord that's my day. And man, I get in it, it runs good. If somebody dents it, I'm not going to care. Right. And I'm like, do I want another, do I want three cars, the old Mustang, the new car, like an RS, and then like my wife's nice new car. It's not brand new, you know. Do I want to have to keep track of three cars, keep them clean, keep maintenance on them? Or do I just want to have two nice cars and then have my beater, which I don't give a crap about? Yeah, well, I mean, I have, I have five. One, one is, one is not, like, I won't count the one because it needs a complete restoration. GMC. Yeah. You don't count that one, that's not. But, you know, I try to keep, I try to keep my my truck and and the two cars pretty and yes. pretty clean. They're not clean now because it's I can't. hard to do with a kid. Well, and right now they're not clean because I I haven't felt good enough with the knee. Mm. It's hard to find time, man. It really is. Yeah. You know, I I vacuumed out our cars the other day. And I was like proud of myself. Yeah. And this coming from a de- I used to detail. Well, I mean, it I drives me nuts. I go out in the garage and I see like swirls in my car, and I'm like, man, I was like, dude, I could just hit it right now, and you know, jump into it. But I'm like, oh, 
so tired though. I don't want to do it. Well, yeah, I know. Like, yeah. It would be, before my kid came along, it would be nothing for me to, to spend eight hours detailing the car. Detailing, you know, the car or the truck or whatever. And, and, and I used to do it twice a year on boat on everything I owned. No, no way. And now I'm just like, meh. So the right, so let's go back to the right time to get rid of the vehicle. So, so, so you but let's go back to you, buddy, and then we'll kind of move on from that. What do you think about that? That's fine. Your friend, what's his name? His name's Derek. Derek. Derek, are you listening right now? He is. He probably is listening at some point. I'm going to do like my Dr. Phil. Like, you know, when like he talks to somebody that's not there for the family member. John, I'm going to talk to Derek. Derek, are you listening right now? Okay, Derek, I want you to listen to me really loud. I'm going to be loud and clear here. Do not sell your... You're, you're Lincoln. Do not do it. Find a place for it. Let it, you know, let it stew for a little bit, like a fine wine. Let it sit, let it settle, you know, and then come back to it a couple years later. And that $6,500 that you would have made off of it doesn't need diddly squat. Because just the way it sounds, you're not going to, he's not going to enjoy it. Man. He's going to have $6,500 in his pocket. And then he might go buy a new toy, and he's, he's going to be like, man, I just wish I hadn't sold that car. Yeah, and that's kind of where, where we were at with it when we ended yeah, the conversation. Yeah. Like, I, I, for me, it's it's not a financial thing. It's the, the a memories. A lot of people it is. The, it's the memories about the car. Like, the yes. mem- that's, that's why I have a hard time getting rid of the SN. Mm. I mean, it was my first Mustang. It was my first car that had any sort of power, and even though it doesn't have a whole lot, but... It was the first car that I, you know, I've cut your teeth with. I've had a lot of fun in that car. I've beat yeah. the shit out of that car. I've drag raced the car. I rode, had it on a road course. I've, you know, I've put work into it. Worked on it with my dad. So, so that, and and I think Derek is in the same, a similar situation with his, where it's just like, at the end of the day, it's a lot of emotional investment. Yeah, uh, you know that makes me think about. If there was one car I kind of regret selling besides the Mustang, it's probably probably my Civic hatchback, dude. Like my, my little EG hatch. Probably for people listening. I, just a lot of, I mean, dude. Actually, I take that back. It wasn't the car, it was an engine. The, the B16 I had is a B16A, double air cam VTEC engine. Dude, that engine went in, let's see, coupe, hatch, the Del Sol. It went in four different colors. <laughs> I'm not even joking you. I would trade shells instead of like trading cars. So like people would approach me. The first one I wrecked it. It, it was in a coupe to begin with. I wrecked it. So I bought a, a hatchback shell. And dude, that thing was a big old piece of crap. It was like it was a two hundred dollar it wasn't even a shell. Actually, I remember you talking about this. Yeah, it was a big old piece of crap. The dude had like cut the front end out of it, put a newer front end on it, so I had like zip tied headlights. It had an engine. It started with a screwdriver. It wasn't stolen, people. I get that car back, put all my nice stuff on it from the car I wrecked. Get tired of that, and a guy approached me. I forget the dude's name. He had a Del Sol, and he's like, "Hey man, I want your I want your hatchback." And I was like, "Dude, I don't I don't sell my engine and transmission or my suspension or any of that because I have that nice stuff." And he's like, "Okay, well, um, I have this Del Sol where the transmission's busted, but like I'll trade you." bodies and I'm I'm thinking I'm like that's too much that's a pain in the ass 
And then I'm like, you know, that's a really cleaned out soul. <laughs> In my car, I paid for a hundred dollars with a how was it a crap? It was for boats. Um, gel coat. It was gel coat, but it's called top 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 side paint. Top coat paint. It's what they paint like. Like it's not below the waterline. It's above the above the waterline. It's like a gel coat paint. But like it was uh, like fifty dollars a gallon. So like I bought that and sprayed it with like a cheap, you know, high velocity low pressure gun. Yeah. HPLP gun. And dude, it looked it looked good from like twenty feet away. But anyway, so I, I painted it, and he wanted to trade me. I told him I was like, "Listen, man, it's like I painted this car. I can't guarantee anything paint." And he's like, "Dude, this is like perfect. I love it. It looks great." I was like, "Okay." And he's like, "You have to swap the engine." So like me and some buddies brought her to a buddy's house. Uh, my buddy Drew, and you know we drank beer and party and swap my engine out one night and you know my buddy Jimmy Lonzo was there eating some beef sticks and Mountain Dew and that's how you ended up with a Del Sol that's how I ended up with a really clean Del Sol I, I buffed it out I polished it and this is the funny thing a year later this dude comes back to me and I was working in advance and he comes in you know he, he'd always come in and he came in one day and he's like hey man um, I want my car back and I was like, what do you mean you want your car back? He's like, this paint's peeling on this on this car you traded me. And all this stuff's happening with it. And I was like, I told you I painted it and I wasn't good at painting. And he's like, yeah, but I want my car back. And I was like, well, tough shit, dude. You're not getting your car back. Because I have a lot of hours in it and it's really nice now. And I'm sorry you traded for mine, but I told you I painted it and I, I wasn't a paint guy. Right. So he kind of got the raw end of that deal, and some people might think me an asshole for like screwing him over. But I told him out front, I said, "Listen, man, I'm not a paint guy. I painted this car, you know, and it just didn't, just didn't hold up." So, anyways, Del Sol, I got the Del Sol. I'm I'm thinking about moving to Wilmington, North Carolina. I can't haul anything in the Del Sol going to Wilmington, North Carolina. I'm too broke to rent a U-Haul. So what does my stupid ass go do? I go buy another EG hatch. We throw the engine and the transmission in it. And then I use it to move down to Wilmington. And then I traded that for a 2001 Integra GSR. It was a forest green color. I wet sanded and buffed that car. It looked amazing. The dude wrecked my hatchback I had traded. And then he bought that car back for like she paid me for that. It's like forty five hundred bucks or something for a an Integra with like two hundred something thousand miles on it. Well, sounds like you made out on that one too. The the owner the original owner bought it back. Not the original, but the guy I traded with. Yeah. Because he saw it around town. He's like, dude, that thing's hella clean now. How did you do that? Like, uh, what's that bought it, dude? He's like, I want it back. He's like, I wrecked yours. He's like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it hurt me a little bit. Yeah. Come to find out, he had actually, he didn't wreck it, he had traded it to a guy because he, it didn't have any power or anything. Right. And he got tired of that. He's like, I didn't think it'd be as raw as it was. Like, it's pretty hard, you know, no power sharing, no air conditioning. It had heat, roll-up windows. He got tired of it. So he traded this dude. The dude wrecked it. He got sideswiped by a semi. 
and come to find out they pulled the engine and one of the valve springs, one of the valve springs was actually cracked in half. So like, I don't know if he did it, if I did it, if we've been rolling around like that. But regardless, it was kind of a, it's, I don't like how it went out, you know? Yeah. Because that engine was my baby and it went through a lot. So it's kind of, that, if there's one regret, I regret getting rid of that engine, to be honest with you. Because right now I'd put it in like a, like a Lotus Super 7 or something. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So when it comes down to it, like basically, if you have a strong emotional attachment Mm. and you, you are battling trying to sell, like if you're battling, should I sell it? The answer is probably no. With the emotional attachment. But if you, if you don't really, if, you know, if it does, just doesn't, if you don't have that emotional attachment, it's probably not weighing on you as much either. You know what? Like that, that's, that's the difference. Like people that contemplate, well, should I sell it or not? Probably there's a reason why they aren't just putting it up for sale. There's a couple of cars I would definitely trade for with mine, but like I would never sell mine. It, and I, I have emotional attachments to that car, but there's certain cars I would definitely. Like if somebody brought me like a really cool, like clean 240Z with like a nice swap and like comparable suspension mods, it'd be hard for me to not, just because I've always loved those cars. Yeah. Like that's one of my, and I don't think I've ever talked about that, but like that's one of my dream cars. Is like those, those 240Zs just look the, the especially like an early seventies one. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. It's like not a not a late one. I hate the late ones. And even some of the two eighty Zs, I think the earlier two eighty Zs still look pretty good. It was the taillights that ruined them. I think the later years had the really big taillights. Well, the other thing that ruined them is bumpers. Like the early the ones, the bumper, the early ones yeah. had the bumpers that were tucked up, and then they had the the U.S. mandate. They didn't have the yes. They had the shock absorbers. Yeah, something. Something like that, man, if somebody approached me and was serious and was like, hey, man, I have a comparable 240Z with comparable suspension mods, because it'd have to handle good. Like, I just couldn't. I wouldn't want one with, like, a SR20 in it with a turbo. Right. Like, I'd be like, like, piss off. Like, I'm not trading for a car you just threw a $3,000 engine in and you say it's fast. But if it was comparable, you know, coilovers, I... I don't know, man. I think about it pretty hard, and I I love my car. I don't I don't know if there's anything that I would trade because you know, like there's just something about that car. Either there's not a, not anything out there that I think would give me the joy that that car has given me. What about a Daytona? I still wouldn't trade the car for the Daytona. You want to trade it? No. No. I, okay, so one of the reasons why I wouldn't trade it mm-hmm. is because I want the experience of building one. Mm. You know, like, it, if I, it just, it loses some of its luster for me if I if I had something that was already done, because then I don't have my blood, sweat, and tears. I don't have, I don't know every nut and bolt on that car. Go through it, though. It's, it's still not the same. I know, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, I understand that. It's so, and so I, I feel the same way. I just I feel like there's there's a couple of key vehicles that I would really like a '73 Cuda. 
you know, if somebody approach these are unobtainium though. Like no, this is never gonna happen. Yeah, it's a, it, you're. This is a scenario that's never like nobody with a '73 Cuda with like you know a 440 and it's gonna go. Hey man, I really want to trade for that 1995 Cobra you got there. It's got some suspension stuff on. Nobody's gonna do that. They'd be nuts. Right. Because I would go yes. <laughs> I think you would regret it eventually. I probably would, but damn, that Cuda would be nice. Because I would do the exact same thing with the Cuda that I did with the Cobra. You know. The, that Cobra has emotional attachment, but probably not near as much as my old GT. Because, like, my old GT, like, you know, used to go around boom, used to raise hell in it, you know, my friends. Yep. Whereas that car, I, you know, like, I've raised hell, but, like, mainly it's just me going on drives back then. And I do love that car. But as far as emotional attachment, I'm probably more attached to the vibrant red car that's gone now than I am with that car. So. Now, do you think if your wife was more into going on the mountain drives or anything like that, if it would change, would it change your feeling? Would it make it about that car? Either car. Like, would you think, all right, well, my wife actually likes riding in this car because it handles well, and because yeah. I know she doesn't. I mean, she, it's just not, like most wives, it's not her cup of tea. Right. She doesn't really get it. It's, you know, it's like, why? She knows I love cars, and I'm always going to love cars. And she married me, and she knew that. So. Yeah, they think that we're going to grow up, and we just spend more money on our toys. <laughs> to the point where you're like, this is kind of ridiculous. A little bit. Anything more you want to say about cars that got away, or when it's good to get rid of it? Oh, do you want to say anything else? Basically, like I said, it's if you have an emotional attachment, and you're really cr- having a hard time, yeah. probably not that time for you to get rid of it. If you if you aren't really having that emotional attachment and you know, you know you like me if 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 I sold the car when I had it had mine for sale I probably would have been fine mm. but in retrospect I'm glad that I didn't right I don't know man I think if you want to sell your car sell your damn car if you don't want to sell it don't sell it who am I to tell you otherwise but yeah I feel like emotional attachment is- well some people just don't know if they you know, the, the the question is is well, should I should I actually sell this car? If you are on, if you're on that edge where you're going, I don't think I should sell this car, but I, I should for this reason, and you have any kind of emotional attachment to it, just hang on to it. Hang, hang on to it for like another six months. Yeah. Or put it up for sale for a price you would sell it for, and if nobody wants to give you that price, then just keep it in car. Yeah. Because. That tells you one thing right there. And most people are going to lowball the hell out of you, especially on freaking marketplace. Because everybody wants a deal. So, like your buddy, he should keep his car or put it up for sale for what he would think is acceptable. And then when people go, hey man, I'll give you like three grand for that, he's going to get pissed off and go, screw this shit. He's going to delete his post <laughs> and he's going to keep his car. Yep. So, that's how I feel about it. Because those days of finding a $200 car, that's for sure. Everybody does what their cars were, including grandmas. So you're not going to find a Fox body notchback for less than five grand now. Yeah, especially if he's running and driving. Especially if he's running and driving. Hell, Shelly, you're still going to pick three. Right. For dirty one. You have to fix it. But yeah, now keep your, keep your cars. This is what I'm going to say. Keep your cars, people. I have one buddy that he. That for the most part, 
he will not sell a vehicle. That can that's a, that's for another episode because there are extremes on that too. Well, okay. What, 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 when I when I say he won't sell a vehicle, like he won't sell his Terminator, he won't sell his Mystic Cobra, he won't sell like well, those are all really cool cars. Right. It's not like just a you know a Honda yeah. Civic. Yeah. Well, like I will not. Be <laughs> you didn't, didn't pick up on it. I, I I picked it up when I threw my thumb up and started <laughs> counting off cars I wouldn't sell, and I was going to say, "How dare you?" <laughs> listen, I listen, people. I do not think you should keep your Honda Civic. Get rid of that damn thing. I just wanted the engine so I could put it in a Lotus. <laughs> I'm not saying I should have kept any of the bodies because I shouldn't have. They're all they're. If anybody's listening to actually listen to any of the old podcasts, you're gonna I've heard this, I've said this before. Hondas are good to get in, but don't camber out your wheels. Just they're they're pretty fast when you do the right things to them. But yeah, don't yeah, don't don't hang on your Honda Civic. Please don't, especially if you're like 40 or something. Get rid of that shit. You're just scaring people. <laughs> you're creeping people out. That's actually why I sold one. Because you're old? No, we can end the podcast if you want, but I'm going to say this anyway. I actually, I was building a turbo uh, Honda Civic when I was probably, it's probably like 26, you know? And I got halfway through the build and I went, man, this is right before I bought the Cobra. I was like, dude, I, I bought a part off of a guy and he was in his 40s. It was a Honda part, like for a turbo, you know, it was like a turbo manifold. And I just remember going, dude, this is kind of weird. Like, I was expecting, like, a high school kid. And, like, it's like this dude was, like, mid-40s. And he's telling me all this stuff about Hondas, and I went, yeah, I want to get out of the game now. We're those guys for some people, you know that, right? In Mustangs? Just in general, we're the old guy. No, dude, this guy was, like, way old. This guy was... Gray hair. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything. Yes, it does. If you're in the Honda game and you have you have gray hair, get out. Don't do it anymore. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Unless it's like a OEM Honda that you just kept really nice. Don't do it. I'm telling you, man. Like that guy, I went. Like what the freaking hell? I was 26 years old. I was like, what the hell am I doing? Anyways, let's end this. Let's end this. Keep right. your cards if you want. If you don't, hit like and subscribe. Listen to our other podcast. And enjoy Share it. it. Share it. Find us on Instagram Facebook. or Facebook. And the podcast is all on the podcast places, which you're listening to it, so you found it. And if you're in North Carolina and you want to do a podcast with us, and you have something interesting because we just don't want any Tom, Dick, and Harry on the on the podcast that don't have anything interesting. Yeah, we don't want your boring ass on here, but if you're cool and stuff, you know, hit us up. Right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. If any picks, send them to John, not me. Thank no. you. <laughs> Later. Peace.